listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 332 of Frankie Boy Radio. Tonight we're talking about some of the nuances of kindness. I'm a very echoey Josh Urban hosting the show this evening. Uh, you hear, you hear that echo? The uh, studio's really, uh, really getting there, or, or the renovation of the studio, I should say, turning it back into a normal room. We got some more white paint on the walls, and there's dust everywhere. And well, it's been a good day. I wouldn't exactly call it a jolly day, but it's been a fascinating day, and it's been a meaningful day, and one. When I go to sleep tonight, we'll consider it well lived. I want to tell you why, and see what your thoughts are on this too. So uh, a couple of couple of unusual things happened today. I went to a memorial. This was for somebody that I didn't know very well. I only met her once. Uh, it was a buddy's grandmother had passed away, unfortunately. Uh, she made a, a delicious pie. That was my one interaction with her. I was over at his house one time, and she was there, and she made this delicious, I believe it was a blueberry pie. And all scrumptious. And he's certainly having a hard time, and his dad's having a hard time. It was his father's mother, and but he's grieving, and the it was it was nice to to be there with them, and and to walk through it a little bit with them, and you know chit chat before things got started. Um, you know they say that's that's what friends are for, and it really seems like that. So that that was the first thing. We'll put a pin in that, and then go to the next thing and I rolled into into work and I usually do a variety of things you know like make sure the radio stations run and right and go do a slideshow for somebody and fill the bird feeders and I'm always running by many other staffers in the hallway if the assisted living community and some of the people I know the best there are the nurses but they do their thing and I don't I don't see how anybody could be paid well enough to do the miracles that they do every day. And um, I do my thing, gratefully, not having to deal with some of the uh, grittier parts of the environment, let's just say. You know, they say that soldiers run towards the sound of gunfire when civilians run away. This is, I was hosting a radio show years ago down in Richmond and had the J-O-B, the Jim O'Farrell band on there. And Jim is retired military and he was telling me about his time over in Iraq and, and he wrote a song called The Sound of the Guns and so you, you run towards the sound of the guns and most people run away. Well, <laughs> anytime there's a terrible stench in the air, nurses run towards it and normal people, myself included, run away. Well, I get in there and one of my buddies there says, I said, hey, hey, good morning, how you doing? She goes, man, I am exhausted. We are shorthanded today and... Uh, I don't have anybody here to help me. I says, no, that's a bummer, right? And I walk away and do do something. And then I come back and say, hey, you know, I have been seeing lately that that they've been asking some of the activity staff to just, you know, sort of pitch in a little bit. So like if, if a resident pages, you can go, you know, see what they need. And if it's something non-medical, you can, you know, bring them a cup of water or, you know, pick some off the floor for them. I said, you, you want me to? To do that, she said, "Oh yeah, that would be great." So I went up front and I got a walkie-talkie. And I said, "How does this thing work?" And so I, 
tested it out and I was wearing a green shirt. So I wanted to snap into my CB lingo and say, oh, I said, oh, this is the green bean over. And so then I spent the next few hours helping them. Holy smokes. And I mean, I've worked with them for almost a year now. What a lot of work. It's like whack-a-mole. Those things are going off all the time. And it can be something big. It can be something little. You just don't know until you get there. Running all over three floors, absolutely exhausted uh, after two hours of this. And I wasn't even really doing anything. You know, if, if something needed to be done, I'd say, hey, uh, a little help over here. I'll get on the radio. This is a green bean. <laughs> I didn't, I never said, but next time I do it and I'm planning on doing it again, I'm going to be like, we need backup. Over. So that was really an eye opener to all of the, the, what they deal with every day. So certainly a newfound respect for their line of work that I already had respect from watching it, but man, you know, walking a mile in somebody's shoes. And I think it probably was about a mile that I ran today running around for that uh, something. And I'm gonna put a pin in that. And then the last thing I was, I told one of the residents that I said, oh, you know, I'll, would you like to look at some of your old slides today? And I can bring it by a little bit later. She said, yeah, that sounds good. So I was running late. I was late out the door, but I said, you know, I don't want to leave this this poor little lady waiting. So I said, hey, you know, you want to look at the slides or you want to just chat? And she looked kind of shaken up. I said, you know, what's what's going on? She looked tired and she was sitting there in her chair. I said, I said what's going on? And she said, well, I was just on a call with my one of my husband's relations and I just got confused in the middle of it. I couldn't put my sentence together. And she looked really rattled about that. And her husband is real sick and she's dealing with health issues herself and there's this whole lockdown and she's in isolation. And so we ended up chatting, I don't know, probably 40 minutes or so. And we're talking some about what it is she's feeling and, you know, she feels overwhelmed. And I introduced her to the idea that she's not her thoughts. You know, you could, she could watch herself think sort of a mindfulness practice, how she's sort of, uh, it could be like a tree and her thoughts would be the birds and she could watch the birds come in and out of the branches, but realize that she's not the birds. And I was there and I was really, really locked in. And this is the point that ties together all th three of those. And she said at the end, she said, thank you for your kindness. And I said, oh, of course. And that word was interesting to me. It didn't really, I didn't really consider what I was doing kind. So I started thinking about kindness. And previously, I thought maybe kindness was sort of a, almost a forgiveness of sorts. Like, you know, you, you go out of your way to, to afford somebody something. You know, you say, okay, well, you know, this is not really how the world works, but we're going to bend the rules and we're going to almost like letting a kid have their way. You know, like, yeah, I'm going to sacrifice myself and the rules of like how things normally go to make your day a little bit better. So in some ways it can be very unhealthy, right? Your that's that philosophy can lead one to giving an alcoholic a drink when they're trying to sober up and their willpower is weak and they just really want a drink and you give them a drink. And is, is that kind or is that enabling? I think it's enabling. So 
while I was doing all of these three things and other things before, oh, oh so then, then say, say helping some, some coworkers out, right? Um, well, I could have said, well, hey, it's not my job, you know, figure it out yourself, right? But I really like these ladies. The radio was fun. We all pitched in and made it a better day. And then my two friends whose grandmother had died, you know, to, to be there for them, that was just, that was nice for everybody involved, right? So the thing that keeps popping into my mind with this is when I'm in these situations and sometimes a little voice in the back of my head will pop up and say, you know, you really should, you know, you, you really should probably be getting on down the road and you got a lot of errands to run and you got to go to the grocery store and all this stuff. Or sometimes even a worse voice pops up and says, oh man, you know, this is, this is hard. This is, this is tiring, you know, to say maybe to like really be listening to somebody's troubles. And then the answer that keeps popping in my head is the answer to that voice is a question. And the question is, is what could I possibly be doing right now that would be more important than this? That would be more beneficial to the world and to myself than this. What? Checking Facebook? You know, shopping for telescope gear? I don't think so. So this is an interesting thing is I'm increasingly finding myself in those situations. And when I'm in those situations, it looks people will often call something like that kindness. But it's not a sacrificial kindness even though it can require a lot of effort, it's, it's good for everybody. It's very, it's something that straightens the world out. It's, I feel like I'm, I'm at a workbench. I'm hammering out something that's twisted and broken and it's a little less twisted and broken when I leave for me and for whoever I'm talking to. And if, if that's kindness, that's, that seems a good thing. Maybe that's just an easy phrase for it. So it was, consider myself very lucky to get to do these things today and, and to do my part to straighten out what's on my workbench, which is really me. So it was a good day. And wanted to float that idea by of kindness. And is it, is it a sacrificial thing? It requires effort, but I don't think it's an enabling thing. And everybody leaves better for it when it's done. So that's the latest thought. Let's take a couple of deep breaths. Go ahead and breathe in through your nose. Out through your mouth. Let those eyes drift gently closed. And here we go. There we go. Wiggle those toes, open those eyes. And here's a question. What will your CB name be? This is the Green Bean, live from Indian Head. It's Saturday night. 
Over and out.